you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The girls are back in town. Yes, you can see Lucy and Jenny live when they bring a very special quiz night along with an edition of Fingers on Buzzers to the Clapham Grand on Monday the 26th of October 2020. There'll be quizzes, there'll be prizes, there's going to be a special guest which will be announced shortly. Tickets are sold in groups of two and over but if you're somebody that prefers to go to these things alone then just drop us a line at fingersbuzzers at gmail com and we'll partner you up with somebody to buy tickets with. In the meantime, you can go to clapandgrand.com for all information and tickets. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of... Fingers on buzzers. Da, 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 da. That's what it is. It's lovely yeah. to be back with you. And today we have got, uh, uh, well, the lovely Tom Price. Yeah. Woo! DJ. I feel like, I feel like a hype man at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Woo! I've always wanted a hype man. If you could just come to all my gigs, that'd be great. And uh, we're also going to be chatting to uh, quiztastic young uh, Alex McMillan, who's got some stories of quizzing to tell us, and indeed a quiz to give to us. So uh, there's a it's a jam packed jamboree of a show with uh, a lot of anagrams. I I feel are going to be coming up. I've just got that feeling in my waters, Jen. You know, it's a wonderful component of any quiz, <laughs> especially when you've got a pen and paper. Yes, go arm yourselves, ladies and gents, with pen and paper and uh, we'll get on with the episode. Now, we are delighted to be joined by uh, a wonderful, I'm going to say a young man. Is that, do I sound like a sort of... I'll take that as polite. <laughs> He's a wonderful young man. He's a young <laughs> thing. Um, the lovely Mr. Alex McMillan. Hello, Jenny and Lucy. Thank you so much for coming to join us. And Alex, will you tell us a bit about your relationship with Quiz? Okay, this is a long and winding road. Uh, I originally got started in uh, quizzing uh, when my dad would watch The Weakest Link uh, and became obsessed with it as a kid. Uh, and since then, I have started a quiz society at university and 
gone on to uh, write for various TV shows. Um, so just a real sort of scattershot approach to everything. Well, amazing. And I mean, I'd said young. Can you give us a ballpark figure of your uh, of your age? Let's check if I can get this right. I'm, I'm mid-twenties at the moment. Oh, a lovely thing to be, the mid-twenties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, late-twenties, that's not really until you're 29, I think. I'm on the cusp, no. I'd say. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to reach wherever the, the shadowy peak is. Uh, yeah, it's all downhill. It's all downhill after about 20, 28.5. Um, so an amazing, you know, an amazing amount of quizzing achievement in a relatively short amount of time. Tell us a little bit about the shows that you've been contributing to. So I have been, uh, been writing on Only Connect for about two years now, um, which is sort of, I say, the crown jewel of my little little yeah. array of things um yeah. i've also been writing for mastermind uh and as such celebrity mastermind as well i've done a bit of writing for the wall uh, i've also uh done writing for a show called lightning which at a uh, time of recording may not have gone out so i'm not sure when that's coming out unfortunately is that uh zoe lyons it is indeed we recorded that over here a few weeks back Yes, mm-hmm. very excited to see it because I love Zoe more than life itself. So uh, she is when... stunning. Loved working uh, with her. And where are you based, Alex? I am based in the sunny, exotic climes of Belfast, which is now becoming an absolute hub of quizzing, isn't it? Because of mm-hmm. course, uh, Mastermind is now recorded in Belfast. Lightning, as you say, uh, was recorded there. And is there a thriving quiz scene in Northern Ireland? I think it's one of these things where the the passion and the will is there, but there for a long time wasn't a sort of central nexus for everyone to coalesce around. So there was, uh, I started uh, the Queen's Quiz Society at Queen's University Belfast uh, in, I think, 2015. It's been a while. And um, I remember the, the sort of the feedback I got from people when I was trying to set it up was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm quite into quizzes. Yeah, this sounds, this sounds, you know, like something I could be interested in. Um, but up to that point, they sort of felt like, well, that's just a thing you, you, you go and do in the pub occasionally. You know, there's no, there's no need to, to be doing that on a scheduled basis. It's sheer <laughs> lunacy. And then once the option was there, I think a lot of people uh, realised, oh, this is actually, this is a hobby more than, more than an event, an, an infrequent event. It's something that you can mm-hmm. actually be passionate about. And how exciting to be there at the sort of the beginnings of a flourishing quiz scene. It was it was a bit of a wild west at the beginning there, trying to figure <laughs> out what we were doing, what the focus was. There was a lot of um, we had a lot of people come to our booth at the at our freshers' fair first time we were there, and uh, they they would arrive and they would say, "Oh yeah, no, I love quiz, I love catchphrase," and I didn't know how to <laughs> respond to that. Oh, well, I mean, we all love catchphrase, but yeah. It was borderline. Yeah. (laughs) I felt, I don't know, I felt a weird sense of of pride and shame at the same time of like, yeah, I guess I'll take that. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's interesting to see what younger people cite as their quizzing influences, because obviously you mentioned The Weakest Link, which was on when you were a kid. And what what else was part of your quizzing formative years? It's it's a bit odd because... Growing up as a child, my uh, grandmother had access to Challenge. And because of that, uh, there was a lot of shows that were much older than I realised they were that I became really hooked on. So, like, <laughs> I think the sort of the diet I had for a while was The Weakest Link was on the normal TV. And then whenever I got access to the luxury of Challenge TV, it was The Krypton Factor and Bullseye and, like old episodes of millionaire where they actually had a big novelty phone um instead of just using the sort of omnipotent voice and i didn't understand that these were older i didn't understand that i couldn't be on them anymore um so it was a weird thing where i think a lot of people of of my age group probably don't realize how influenced they are by like we're sort of uh quizzers out of time to a degree i would say Yeah, I mean, would you say it's sort of a golden era of quizzing at the moment, isn't it? I'm really happy with where things are at the moment. It's weird. It's like a state of the union, isn't it? I think things are great at the moment. Um, I mean, certainly. Alex says <laughs> Alex says everything's fine. So that's uh, yeah. No, I, I think it's. I think well, especially also because things are also 
flourishing kind of not just in London, like, you know, as we said, in Belfast, in Glasgow, there's a lot of stuff being recorded and there's, uh, you know, quiz scenes kind of popping up all over the place, right? It is, yes, especially, um, you know, like Glasgow obviously is a, a... Glasgow and Manchester are sort of like beacons of, of what what could be outside of London. And I probably wouldn't have got into like uh, working in television so specifically if it wasn't for mastermind coming over here um because i was working in uh, vr i was working in virtual reality up until sort of mildly recently and uh then uh tv producer informed me that uh, a big quiz was making the move over here and that you know it might be viable to be a quiz writer who's local to belfast now and as yes. such that sort of shifted me into that direction well, it is great. Not, I mean, not having to move to London is obviously a bonus in all kinds of ways. And we, we have a lot of people who ask us or a lot of the listeners are interested in how you do break into question writing or production. Um, and is there anything that you can think of that might be useful to pass on? I mean, it's 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 being a bit cheeky, unfortunately, in a lot of cases I found. Most of the gigs I've managed to land were just because I was mildly bold and uh, got in contact with someone who I have not spoken to before in a, in a professional manner. I, the way I got the Only Connect gig was um, I'd been applying since I was 18 and had failed routinely to get through um, because I'm really bad at the wall. And in auditions, I would just always mm-hmm. choke on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just got so sick of not getting on the show, I just contacted uh, Mike Turner via email, one of the, the Only Connect senior writers, and was... I just said, would you mind if I sent you a set and you can see if these are okay, if these can go through? And uh, yeah, since then, it's been a it's been a very nice thing to be working on. Well, there and- you go, Lucy. If you can't be on the show, write for it. <laughs> I know, well, spiteful. I mean, <laughs> I'm very happy to be cheeky to Mike Turner. I'm <laughs> entirely comfortable with that. Mike, if you're listening, prepare for some cheek coming your way. <laughs> Uh, well, it's ins- it's inspiring to talk to you, Alex, and uh, exciting. And I cannot wait to obviously see Lightning, which I'm very excited about. I don't know anything about the format. All I know is that I spoke to Zoe and she said that she was doing this quiz, which she was delighted about because she loves a quiz as well. And in fact, we should definitely get her on the show, uh, which she's never Writer done. on the list, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've I've sunk her into this now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) But this is what we like. We've been talking recently about um, having female quiz show hosts and it's kind of, it's still the old school thing of a guy in a suit is Mr. Authoritative. Absolutely. And people don't necessarily want that anymore. And it's very old fashioned. So it's brilliant that someone like Zoe is, uh, he's got her own show. I do think it's very interesting as well. All of the sort of new wave quizzes i mean i I would say like i think so only connect and and hive minds uh and lightning i mean hive minds is probably not quite up there um but they've all got women at the front of them now and the only one i can really think the only two i can think of um that are newer probably are richard osmond's house of games due to pointless and Mm -hmm. the millionaire reboot it's Mm -hmm. it's balancing out i hope uh as we're going forward we're getting more representation to a degree yeah. I'm not so sure, really. No, I've 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 seen who's coming up on the on the rails. Um, if you're if you're a male middle aged chef, you're definitely all right oh, for hosting a God. quiz show. Oh, yeah, we've got Gina De Campo and Gordon Ramsay have got hosting show. No way, coming up. Yeah. Really? Not even yeah. Warrell Thompson. <laughs> I mean, wither wither Anthony Warrell. Well, he's always wither. reminded me a bit of Noel Edmonds, so maybe they could do a Deal or No Deal reboot, and he could have that. <sighs> I think he'd no. see that. And I'm then the box talking. could be full of food. That'd be it. They yeah. open the box and there's a tasty treat inside. This is reminding Just... me of um, Win It, Cook It. <laughs> oh, God, I don't remember Win It, Cook It. It was Simon Rimmer. And, I mean, I'm saying this, I didn't watch it. I watched the trailer. Um, but it was, a qu- <laughs> it was a quiz where you won ingredients to then make a meal. Oh, mate, that sounds... Well... That sounds like a bit of too much of a hodgepodge, really. I mean, Ready, Steady, Cook or going for gold you can't do both (laughs) it did feel like they needed a show to wedge between a cookery show and a quiz show and they thought we'll just go to the center of the venn diagram yeah and that'll work yeah it's like they keep trying to make antique quiz shows 
Yes, stop. please Everyone's stop. Interested. I, yeah. I want to watch Bargain Hunt and I want to watch, you know, The Edge in the <laughs> afternoon. The news in the middle. I don't want whatever's in the middle. Yeah, now, if you yeah, took yeah, yeah. the format of The Edge and instead you were rolling Ming vases. <laughs> Here we go. Get this pitch. Come on. There we that's go. Not, that's proper jeopardy, though. That's it's not. How much was that worth? It's like you've just destroyed a nine hundred year old item. Well, Do you know then. what? This is this is gold. Let's stop talking now because otherwise we're going to give away too much. Yay! Let's get that. Manda, just, NDAs, NDAs. There's just five minutes of silence in the middle of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh. I'm even more excited about the future now that we know that uh, that show is in prospect. And I think you're going to join us later on to uh, give us a quiz at the very end of the show. Hopefully so, yes. And now we have the very special guest, the one and only Mr. Tom Fry. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Sweet. Jenny's clapping, it's... thanks. Can I join in with the clapping? <laughs> yeah, always. Hooray! There you go. Oh, I miss being clapped on stage. That was a nice thing, wasn't it? Yeah, just just two of us tonight. Mm. It's the same as my last Edinburgh brief. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey. we've all had those gigs, haven't we, Tom? Oh, well, we know you, of course, from the comedy circuit, Tom Price, but you are a fascinating broadcaster, entertainment... I couldn't even say it. I didn't, I didn't believe it. <laughs> Entertainmentator. Um, you, you're an all-round entertainer. You're, uh, you've done many things in your life, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about those things through the medium of quiz. Okay. Of okay. Yeah, okay. You spent your early life, didn't you, Tom Price, uh, in Monmouth, your formative <laughs> years? Wikipedia says you were born in Herefordshire, but I mean, I never know whether to trust that. Uh, you can actually trust that, but don't tell anyone who's ever employed me because I'm Welsh, which uh, quite a significant <laughs> segment of my career has been built on being Welsh. But I was actually born in Hereford, about 15 minutes from Monmouth, and then driven back into Wales that day, and, and then spent like the next 18 years in Wales. So... So please don't mm. take away my Welshness. Thanks. I think there's going to be a lot of angry Welsh people, but we'll... <laughs> they already you know. are. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a question. They are available. They're for hire, the angry Welsh. I mean, Monmouth. Is Monmouth really Wales? I mean, you know, that's a debate that I've had with... Well, the... I mean, yeah. No, it, it, it was... I think it became... There was some act of parliament in something like 19... Either 67 or 72, where Monmouth was actually acknowledged to be Welsh for the first time. Up until that point, technically... It had always been neither England nor Wales. In fact, there was a phrase mm. that was uh, that was um, you either from England, Wales, or Monmouthshire. That was like a known thing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm from I'm from the borderlands, which has always given me a slightly uh, kind of di- not uh, diluted is the wrong word, but very split personality because I feel very Welsh, but I sound very English, which is a weird you, one. You do. Mm. Um, who? Which British monarch was born in Monmouth? Oh, come on. You're going to have to make these harder. <laughs> Considering there's nothing else in Monmouth to talk about, unless you, you know, unless you want to talk about the Weatherspoons opening in 1996, um, which is the only which other big event, of course, uh, it was Henry V. It was, and of course, then you know what year, because obviously it's uh, it's such a big big story. So just tell us the year, and then we can move on, Tom, now that, why, you've, you know, Tom, now that you've told why, us how easy that is. Why do you always crank up the smoke? Why? <laughs> Just turn down. She always escalates from nice, friendly chat into quiz. Yeah. Mm. Roughly, just roughly. 14. No. 15. No, wrong way. 13. Yes. 1390. A little bit earlier, four years earlier. 1389. Well, four years earlier than 1390. Oh, fuck. 1385. 36. 36. 36. 1386. Is it 1386? Is that right? It is. It's 1386. They, for ages, they didn't know, and now they've, they've sort of worked out it's 1386. And um, Henry V enjoyed an early friendship with a supporter of the Lollards, which I'm not going to ask you to explain what Lollards were. But uh, he was the basis for a Shakespearean character. Well, you must know which no, Shakespeare. Because I was going to say Henry V was based on Henry V. Henry V, yeah, yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare, it, but no who, was, who, who was his mate? What was it? Falstaff. It was Falstaff. Yay. And do you know the name of the actual real life Falstaff? Oh wow, great question. No, I, I know this is one of those questions where I could sit here. We could sit here for the rest of time, and I'm enjoying the company, <laughs> and it's time away from my kids, and I'm happy to do that. But I'll never get that. Uh, Jenny. 
Oh, no, but I think that is a really tough question, to be honest. It yeah. is. Even, even you, for someone not from Monmouth. Good. Thanks, Jenny. I feel better now. What's the bloody answer, then? <laughs> it's the John Oldcastle. Okay. Oldcastle, yeah. Mm. I'm sure, there's definitely pubs named after him, right? I would I've imagine so. I've definitely seen a Sir John Oldcastle on my travels. I'm trying to picture it now. And there must be a Falstaff Inn somewhere, because if there's not, that would be a great name for a pub, wouldn't it? The oh, Falstaff yes. Arms? Yeah. The Falstaff Inn? Fal- Falstaff. The Falstaff? Falstaff is a sort of forerunner for um, uh, the Rick Mail character in Blackadder, isn't it? Woof, woof, it's all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's great Flashman. Falstaff was the starting point for that. If you can't name a pub after someone as uh, you know exuberant as that, you're missing a trick. And also, if anyone opens a pub called the Lord Flashheart, I'm in there in seconds. And, and everyone would walk into that pub and go, woof, woof! Like... <laughs> I, have, I have checked the Sir John Oldcastle, and I said mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a pub named after him. It's a Weatherspoons in, oh. in Farringdon. So oh, yes. <laughs> I've, been, I've been past it dozens of times. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, oh I, uh, yeah. Oh, right by the, the station right by on the, the station. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, love, I love a prominent spoons. Oh, it's very baffling <laughs> when there's a big sort of... There's a, there's, a, there's a very prominent spoons near me, the old coronet on Holloway Road, and it's yes. like a warehouse of people trying to die. It's extraordinary. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sort of hoping we might one day get sponsored by uh, Tim, Tim Weatherspoon. (laughs) Tim Spoon. Tim Spoon. (laughs) So so well done on your Monmouth knowledge there. You did did pretty damn well. What, did I get one? (laughs) Yeah, but... Technically. And Shakespeare and all kinds of things. Uh, and, uh, And then, obviously, you went to Warwick University... Correct. I haven't got any questions about that, but okay. just I thought thought the listeners might like to know, might yeah, be interested. Not a very interesting place unless you've got a passion for car parking, in which case I could take <laughs> you through Car Park Nine, the multi-story right by the art centre, absolute belter. Yeah, really good one, really good one. Yeah, okay, thank Hon- you. Honestly, for that. that's the most passion I have for Warwick University. Right there. <laughs> and then I met you when you were a young blade on the comedy circuit, which takes us to your acting career. You've appeared in many different shows, Torchwood being one of those Please shows. Please don't quiz me on Doctor Hill Torchwood stuff. Well, because if you get it wrong, yeah. then you're in big trouble, the aren't you? The fandom come they, for you. They do, Jenny. They know. They know. And this is something which has happened before when you go and do conventions, which I've done a bit of, and you sit down and they ask you questions. What was it like when you first encountered a weevil? And I'm like, what the fuck is a weevil, mate? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, what is your swearing? Do you want me to stop swearing? What's the swearing bit? Uh, well, why don't you say what the hell is a weevil? And then well, I could have said the what the hell and been a better comic here. Right, see, this is why I never made it onto Taskmaster. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so so they know. But, you know, there's a there's a famous story about Peter Davison, of course, who was one of the doctors, uh, doing a convention. And, and they, they quiz you when you do uh, when you do stuff on stage. They really want to drill down, but they don't want to know about flim flam. They want to know about proper stuff in the Doctor Who world. And they were starting to ask uh, Peter Davison a question about the Doctor. And it was when the guy said, when you did this, when you were fighting the Daleks on the moon, I don't know what the plot was. And it occurred to Peter as he was listening that it, 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 was, it was a Tom Baker episode <gasps> that this guy was talking about. And he said, well, well, I would love to tell you more about this, but that was Tom. And the guy said, yeah, but... You're the doctor, so <laughs> yeah, you would, you would know because I mean would... that's yeah, I, 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 right. It's adorable. That's the word we're looking for, isn't it? Let's stay <laughs> yeah. with adorable. But that for me sums up the uh, that sums up the whole Doctor Who land. <laughs> Just quickly, I yeah. will ask you not about Doctor Who, um, but the anagrammatic nature of it really appeals to me. That Torchwood is, of course, an anagram of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your name, Tom Price, is uh, an anagram of Crime Pot. <laughs> which I think would be an excellent show, or Time a Cop, a cop who <laughs> can only solve a mystery in fifteen minutes. Or I'm something. pretty sure I subscribe to both those podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> really um, I'm, I'm going to give you three anagrams of popular television programs, and mm. I want you to tell me what the television program is. Okay, okay the first yes. one is Bob's Karate Firefight. Bob's Karate Firefight. Oh, gosh, I wish that was just a show in its own right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really, really bad at anagrams, just to get that absolutely out there. Bob's Karate Firefight. I'm going to say... Um, can you give me a clue? What's, is it it's a quite long. Yeah, it's a, it's a well-known show that's just about to return to our screens at the time of recording. Um, oh, oh, it's with, just about to return to our screens. With uh, a slight change of personnel. 
Strictly Come Dancing. No, the other one. Nice. (laughs) What's the other big show that uh, Matt Lucas has just joined? Oh, The Great British Bake Off. Thank you for pretty much saying the word. Great British Bake Off. I haven't put the in because that would have changed the... Ah! Oh, in that case, I'm claiming the point. (laughs) (laughs) If I'd heard the Um, T-H-E, I'd have known it was The Great British Bake Off. uh, This is a classic quiz, uh, which is called Dogging Floor. (laughs) Um, a classic. classic quiz of the 1980s one of our absolute favourites on this podcast with a wonderful theme song uh, Dogging Floor um, uh, classic quiz 1980s it's not Countdown it's not um, uh, uh, Blockbusters. It's Blockbusters the heat no. was on when this came around the time was right uh, it was on the time <laughs> I know Henry Kelly's there and he's, he's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, going yeah. for a drink no gold go for gold <laughs> absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant you've done very well quickly the last one is uh, instead of Torchwood what show would become New Torch oh Oh, New uh, Torch it's a big drama um, Sherlock no um, (laughs) I'm just saying words Lucy you've known me for a long time I just say the words Um, big drama I I don't know tell me tell me it's The Crown The Crown oh nice yeah New Torch Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, there we go. That was just a little fun a little fun quiz to get us talking about, uh, we talked about going for gold, about quizzing and your relationship to quizzing, Tom Price. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, being a, a gobshite that I am, I, I often get asked to host quizzes and... You guys must obviously, obviously know about this, and it, it's it's amazing how you realise the skills, right? To, oh yeah. Seriously, there's loads of rules and all the little things, and when you know lots of things like PTA quizzes, I've done a lot of those, and you rock up and you've got all these great enthusiastic volunteers who have written the quizzes, and I swear to you, the first one I did four years ago when I was just you know getting into the PTA scene, one of the questions was <laughs> what was the best Marilyn Monroe film. <laughs> it's not really a question, though, is it? That's yeah. Like seriously. subjectivity has no place in quiz. No place, and there's got to be ten points around. And when they're saying, "Well, let's just give a bonus point in this round," I'm like, "No, no, no, there's no bonus points. There's ten mm. points around. We're not giving bonus points. What is this? Mm. This is anarchy." Um, so I come across. I think I'm. It's not done well for my reputation amongst the parents, and that's a tight knit community because yeah. I get I get a bit stroppy. Genuinely, mm-hmm. I'll turn up at quizzes, and you know, they they've. For example, here's a good one. They will set up. There's some amazing people, really, you know, so enthusiastic and, and they want it to be a great night and they do a PowerPoint with all of the questions on while I'm talking. And I'm like, but if you do that, they're just going to read the questions and no one's going to listen to me, which is fine, but you might as well just put the PowerPoint on and some nice music. Like, I'll go and DJ, I'll do my Magic FM bit and we'll just play Phil Collins. Like, all these little things and you become very demanding. There are rules, right? Yeah. Um. And I, we had a Zoom quiz during lockdown, which was a disaster. 
We had mm-hmm. a proper catastrophe. We had uh, 200 parents on one Zoom call. Wow. Bursting at the seams with parents. They'd all teamed up. Uh, and there was a network of four uh, people, four parents on a WhatsApp group who were doing the scores. They decided to do the scores. Get this. No. Talk about an overreach. Talk about a digital mm-hmm. overreach. They decided to do the scores via uh, Google Doc. So oh, they dear. were attempting to get parents to send in Right? At the end of each round, email in onto a Google Doc and then making. Yeah, I know, Lucy, both of no. you have got heads and hands at this point. Yes, and yes. I'm, I'm yeah. presenting... I've got a headache just thinking about <laughs> it. Oh. So I'm presenting this thing. And this is a quiz with lots of bonus points. And we'll do, there's three possible answers to this question and all that sort of stuff where you're like, no, 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 can't do that. Um, I've set up a little studio here. There's a light glaring at me. I'm sweating my absolute tits off. Time is running away from us. <laughs> and that's the other thing as well. Uh, Lucy, as a comic, you know there's a rule, which is you don't make a comedy night too long. No. no. No, no, no. And they're all saying it's going to get, we'll finish at 11. And I'm like, fuck, I started at 7.30. Nobody wants a three and a half hour comedy night. Especially tired parents. Especially tired, because during lockdown, we were all tired, drunk and fat. And it was just (laughs) the worst combo on Zoom. And so we're all sitting there, we're doing this Zoom Zoom quiz and I've managed to change it so it's quicker, it's more efficient. We get to half time, it's all fine, we have a break, we come back, there's two more rounds. I had a celebrity round, which was great, a couple of celebrity people doing questions was really nice went really well um and then uh it gets to the end i've got uh 200 people and uh i get this text message with the with the winning the top three teams right top three teams so i go great we're, we're in it's 10 15 we haven't gone on that late there's people starting to drop off a bit our numbers are down to like 180 by this point and i said right okay guys here we go the top three teams right here we go and i could i was vaguely where my whatsapp was going but i was like guys i'm broadcasting right now right I don't know. <laughs> So I announced the top three teams in no particular order. There's only two points in it, which is always a sign of a great quiz. Only two points in it. Great quiz. Yeah, yeah. Um, in third, this this uh, this team, they, we go to we cut to them on Zoom. You know, it's like fucking general election night. Like the production <laughs> value is going into this. How are you feeling? Okay, meet yourselves. Naff off. Okay, in second place. How are you feeling? But the winners, and of course with PTA quizzes, it's a big deal. The, the bragging right. Mm. This team go absolutely crackers. A celebration. The the um, person who was doing music put this great music on it just looked amazing and I was like cue credits TP's out of here look at my whatsapp and those were the half time results oh that I just announced to no everybody. and the winners were completely different like they weren't even in the top three so oh. at this point, I know, at this point, there's like a Zoom call with all these different faces on. Everyone's dancing. And I have to go, guys, sorry, sorry, guys. I'm no. Really so- yeah, God, I'm so sorry. The uh, I, I've actually, what I've done there is I've given you the halftime results. So well done for winning the halftime challenge. <laughs> oh, no. Thinking, this will be lols. And let's find out who the actual winners are, at which point the mum says, sorry, the Google Doc is down. You're going to have to give me 15, 20 minutes, right? No. So I'm now looking at, it's half past 10. I'm no. pissed everyone's on the zoom call <laughs> and it took another half an hour it took another half an hour until we had the results it was no. it was horrific i think nobody would have blamed you for just walking away from yeah. just having a bad internet connection at that point yeah. oh dear guys my internet's gone down yeah yeah the, the, <laughs> it, sorry to they, the, the, uh, but the thing is, they all live nearby, so they'd all know if Virgin Media is down. Our whole everyone around me is on Virgin Media. It was it was horrendous, but luckily, um, someone played music, and actually, there was a really nice moment, and it was a lovely thing. And this is why quizzes are lovely things. Everyone coming together in that way. Uh, and the, there's a brilliant mum called Rosie, who's a DJ, and she was playing this great music, and she was cutting between all the different families on the Zoom call. Oh, nice! Yeah. That's gorgeous. So it was nice. See, now I know you do that. I'm thinking for our PT. I'm sorry, you have got that gig. You and your husband have got that gig sewn up for life. And that's the other thing as well. You, you, when your kids leave the primary school, you've still got to go back and host those quizzes. You can't go anywhere. There was something that intrigued me. On your uh, Wikipedia page, again, who knows? So it's Wikipedia. But it said Tom Price uh, was the invented the format for Wogan's Perfect Recall. W- Wogan's... Um, uh, yeah, no. So obviously that's not true because it's on Wikipedia. Fake news. The, I can tell you the person who did invent that quiz is my wife. So Beth <gasps> ah. is, uh, she's now a writer, but she was a, a TV producer for the best part of, what, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she was a, she invented quiz shows. So yeah, she invented that and a few others. 
Oh, what wow. do we do with you on this podcast? I, I know, that's what I said to Beth just now. It's like they've got they've got the wrong one in this house, honestly. Next week, next week. Yeah. Yes. Well, coming up, Beth yeah, Murray, exactly. who who also has a podcast of her own, which has one of the best podcast titles of all time. It's about childbirth, and it's called One Torn Every Minute. <laughs> it's a delight it, I mean it's, maybe that could be a quiz show too I don't know but you know well I tell you what we're blooming well going to have her on the podcast now Jenny you've got a quiz for Tom Price I, I do have a quiz you you had a lovely biographical quiz and I just went your name's Price let's do currency great nice. love it there okay. we go wicked yeah oh you two can work as a team on this because Lovely. there are some tricky ones in there so this is a, a vintage quiz question which country has the world's oldest currency which is still in use Ooh, Ooh that is a good question i'm it's gonna go good. currency all kind of originated in greasy like lydia i seem to remember lydia being somewhere where they had early currency um still in use though. still in use yeah so the continually drachma, the in use isn't. i would say I feel like it might be somewhere in the Middle East. What do you mm. think, Tommy? Yeah, I'm going to say that as well because I can't think of any currencies. Um, All I can so... think of is the word drachma going round and round my head. <laughs> I can tell you it's it's 775 AD. It can go back to. Wow. Oh. Is it wheat? Is it is it people's firstborn daughters? <laughs> Which is Monmouth. That's, uh, the... <laughs> I will accept that. It's the UK. <gasps> no wow. It's offer. He he minted the first pennies. Oh, oh, well, good for us. Well done, us. There you go. Very good. Question number two. A study in 2020 revealed that what percentage of Irish banknotes contain traces of cocaine? 100. Correct. (laughs) Yes! Wow, it's not kissing yep. the it's not kissing the Blarney Stone that makes them talkative, is it? It's uh, something what, else. We'd have never left the Euro if they'd announced that in 2016. Sorry, <laughs> go on. Um, and uh, finally, let's wrap this up because you're a bit good at this now. In the Middle East, you're talking about the Middle oh. East. Way in the Middle East, Iran, Turkey, and Georgia border one another. What is unusual about their currencies? Oh, Iran, um, Turkey, and Georgia unusual about them um they yeah. don't have any either coins or notes that's what i'm going to say yeah no coins no 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 how, how do you survive come on i don't know I've got to buy it's a, unusual isn't it that's why a cup of, cup of coffee or something um, bitcoin uh, there mm. oh don't get me started on bitcoin um <laughs> lost, lost 23 pounds today uh so uh, i mean i can't really think that they are all edible I'm going to say, strangely enough, this was involved in Lucy's quiz. Oh. By coincidence, we weren't conferring. No. Um, they are, um, <laughs> I was about to say, bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. <laughs> They're anagrams of each other. They are anagrams of one another. The Lyra, the Errol, and the Lyre or something. Well, Turkey's got the Lyra, Iran's got the Rial, and Georgia has the Lari. That's brilliant. There you go. So you're all right on currency. You've learned something there. And you showed off a bit of knowledge. That was a brilliant quiz. Thanks, guys. I feel better about myself, weirdly. It's unusual. Well, that's what we want. And you, of course, uh, as well as being a voice on uh, Magic FM... Which is more of the more of the songs you love? Is that more the... of the songs you love? <laughs> I listen to it when so on the days when Radio Two feels a bit edgy. Then uh, I, <laughs> I, magic is just the very thing. Ryland is near the knuckle. Someone <laughs> hand me Savage Garden now. <laughs> but we love your magic, and also uh, on your own. So I, I know I've done at least one of your podcasts. So uh, yes. the Toaster Pod. You were a very early guest on My Mate Bought a Toaster, Lucy. My Mate yes. Bought a Toaster yes, is the full I... name open up um, uh, celebrity and comedians Amazon purchase histories and we go through their Amazon account and ridicule Amazing. them basically Jenny it's an absolute joy it is great fun I talked about shapewear at length I seem to <laughs> yes, remember which was, uh, it was a lot of fun um, and what else have you have you got anything else that we need to be listening to uh, no I mean I would love it if you listen to my mate bought a toaster I would love it if you listen to Beth's podcast one tour every minute she's got the new series coming out soon and uh, it's got um, Jane Garvey and Sophie Ellis Baxter and more brilliant people on it so just, just give me a follow on Twitter at Price Tom and you'll see all, oh, the, all yeah. the gubbins, you know. Yeah. Well, we will do that, and we will be interviewing your wife at some yes, point if we can, uh, if we can squeeze it in. So if she can squeeze us in, 
Which, she can, trust me. With one torn every minute, this is all. Anyway, let's, let's leave it there. Let's just leave it there. Thank you so much, you gorgeous human being. Mr. Tom Price. Thanks, guys. Cap him off, cap him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we are being joined once again. You loved him early in the show. You're going to love him even more now. It's the one and only Mr. Alex McMillan. Woo! I don't know if I can live up to that description, you can. but I will try. You get well. Amanda tells us that your quiz questions are very good, as as one would expect, obviously. Professional standard. Professional standard quiz question. So it's time for the quiz. Take it away, Alex. So these are uh, sort of five questions I wrote when I was a student, and these are sort of the the sort of interesting questions I wedge in if a set gets too dull. So I'm hoping these will have some interesting factoid behind them. Nice. Okay. So my first question is. The Zoopraxiscope, invented by Edward Moybridge, was a device most famously used for viewing which animal? The horse. It's I a only zo- zoetrope, yeah, isn't no. it? Yeah. A zebra, because it's a stripy horse. Now, I've got it as horse, but I suppose, given that it was in black and white and moving at speed, it could have been a zebra. <laughs> You're being very kind, Alex. <laughs> it was a... Kind. It, it, the Zoopraxiscope shows video at roughly 15 frames a second uh, when you spin it. So I was doing a bit of calculation. I found you could fit a 90-minute film onto one as long as the Zoopraxiscope had a diameter of about two kilometres. <laughs> Let's build one. Set it up. Set it up. Yes. You could do Although, it on a big roundabout uh, somewhere. Make a big roundabout out of this it. This is Christopher Nolan's next big stunt. <laughs> Oh, love that. I would not put it past him. Ten at two, only on Zoopraxiscope. <laughs> <laughs> Got another mildly filmic one here. So, uh, question two. The 1960 film Scent of Mystery was the first film to use what infamous system? Oh. Smell-o-vision. Scratch it and sniff. Is smell-o-vision, Jenny. Oh, they put... That was, was it the pumped one they in? Put, they put, it was pumped in. Pumped in. I've done... You know, when I was a kid, occasionally they would have a, a scratch and sniff card would go out with the Beano and you'd watch something on CBBC. Yes, and do the yes, scratch and, yes. And, it, and they all just smelled the same anyway. That's so much synchronisation <laughs> Mildly work. farty. Um, but I yeah, found they, they were all they, sort they of weirdly them. like shoe polish whenever I'd done them. To the point where I reckon they probably are shoe polish. <laughs> yes, assorted chemicals from whichever factory had some spare that week. Well, I get the Avon catalogue every month and um, they have scratch and sniff in that and it's my absolute favourite thing. I never buy any of the perfumes, but I do the scratch and sniff, me and the kids, and they all smell pretty much the same as well, to be honest. <laughs> Don't need to buy anything, just stick the little little sample on yes! your neck. There you go, good to go. And- if people want to smell me, they can scratch me. If they don't, then they can just go about their business, yeah. Next next show, Lucy. Next show at the Fringe, we'll have a scratch and sniff poster. Oh, Lucy Porter, scratch and sniff. That would be a very good name for a show and a very yeah. disgusting poster. <laughs> My third question. The first cafe in which famous chain opened in June 1971 on Old Park Lane in Mayfair? Bagsy, this one. Oh, go on. Home I, territory. I think it's the Hard Rock Cafe. It is indeed the Hard Rock oh, Cafe. Yes. I'm just She's old. Good. I'm just old, guys. I remember the excitement about the fact you could see, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's jacket or something. There was some... Oh, no, that was Planet Hollywood. But anyway, yeah, yeah the Hard Rock Cafe. I reckon they've got a coffee strung in there. up everywhere. You see, it's really interesting because I was looking into this. So it opened in 1971 by two Londoners. And they didn't start putting rock memorabilia on the walls until 1979. Ah. So what did it look like for the first eight years? <laughs> just, yeah, just a cafe that it's, they called. It was themed around rocks. It was a geology theme. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't selling. And then, well, do you know uh, what the building that it was in uh, used to be? I don't. Ooh. It was, I believe, I think it might have been the original headquarters of Coots, or it was definitely, it was a bank anyway. That does make sense now that you said it. It's got that sort of rigid structuralness that it would need. And, and do it... you know who owns the Hard Rock Cafe chain now? I Ooh. have this down and I think it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Lucy. You, if you don't know it, you'll never guess it. It's a, it's a group of people rather than a, a person. Oh, is it Bucks Fizz? <laughs> you are close. It's the Seminole Nation. <laughs> Slightly larger than the tribe of Florida owns the Hard Rock Cafe. Wow, that's extraordinary. Yeah. Wow, 
Well, this has been an absolutely fascinating little chat. I love it. The Hard Rock Cafe has never been owned by the people you would expect it to be owned by. (laughs) Not even Books Fizz. Did it get a sniff? I wonder if any Hard Rock Cafe has any Books Fizz memorabilia. You'd hope so, because what what harder rock is the... (laughs) My camera never lies. Walk in. There's not a single thing in here that's Eurovision related. I'm out of here. Eurovision Cafe, now. Now we're talking. We Again, have a another... lot of plans in Amanda, place. write it yeah. down. Yeah. NDAs. <laughs> so question four. Which colour of the rainbow did Isaac Asimov suggest was not worth the dignity of being considered a separate colour? Oh. I mean, you'd right, think indigo and violet, wouldn't you? But which Would one you? did he hate more? That's the it, question. It, I mean, indigo is kind of, it's kind of blue, but also kind of violet. So it's kind of like, and you've make got... your mind up. Are you blue? Are you purple? Which are you? Making yeah. your mind up, Jenny. Hey, <laughs> European cafe back there. It's all about the fizz, isn't it? It's all about the fizz. Well, I mean, I think he was living in the land of make-believe because uh, they are both very good, uh, very good colours. <laughs> we're, we're very pro all colours of the rainbow here. We are, we are. Uh, I'm 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 gonna plump for indigo. I'll plump with you. And you would both be right to plump for indigo. <laughs> hey. Plump yeah. for indigo. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. He said uh, it is customary to list indigo as a colour lying between blue and violet, but it has never seemed to me that indigo is worth the dignity of being considered a separate colour. To my eyes, it seems merely deep blue. Gosh, okay. you know, I I. I casting my mind back to primary school and I think I probably thought almost the same thing as Asimov just didn't quite articulate it as well. Yeah. So you got you got that far down the rainbow, you're thinking, but what is Indigo? Born too yeah, late, Jenny. Are you? What's the point? Just, just stick, I need stick, a... stick some purple there, that's what it needs. Yeah, when you're colouring it in, you know, it's a faff, isn't it? You just think I just yeah. want to put purple down the bottom. Also, oh, um yeah. Isaac pink as well is what you want. You do. <laughs> pink should be in the rainbow, there you go. Yeah, pink not indigo. A nice tartan strip would also, I think, suit quite nicely. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean, you can't see this at home, but Alex is wearing one of the nicest, stripiest tops that I've seen in a long time. Like a fused zebra jumper. Yeah. It's the the combo of the top and the red curtain, which is making me think of Twin Peaks quite heavily. (laughs) I will take that. was not necessary. It was not what I was going for, but I'll take that as the intended effect. Yeah, yeah. And it gives the listeners a a nice picture, doesn't it? There we go. We've done pretty well so far. Is that if we got one more question to go? We've got one more here. Nice. Tense stuff. So They're very this... good questions because they've all been good talking points as well, which is what you want in a quiz, isn't it? It was definitely these were these were constructed in a way that if I felt the room was turning on me, I could throw one of these in just to get a oh that's good when quiz I give mastering. the answers. Uh... <laughs> okay, and the final question uh, is fifteen meters wide and weighing three tons. The world's biggest what was made in Greater Manchester in 1994. Right, Greater Manchester, right. You see, I'd go Pi, but that's Yorkshire, that's Denby Dale. But it, that's... Give me the dimensions again. 50 metres wide. And weighing three tonnes. And I think... I didn't right. write the, the height down, but I think it was probably... I think it's, it's either I think... a pizza or a pie. It could be pizza because you can have a fifteen metre pizza <clears> to <throat> that. But then but why, would you, why would you? Why would you? Dale in Yorkshire is is known for for its pies. It's uh it's magical huge pies at special occasions. But Greater Manchester, oh, Wigan is technically in Greater Manchester. Wigan's known for its pies. I'm going to go pie. Um, I think it's an Eccles cake. Okay. <gasps> Imagine mm, that would be a lot oh. of Eccles cake. Both oh, going a baked oh. good. Yeah, we're going a baked good. Unless I, I, he's throwing us off and it's actually a zoopraxoscope and someone was trying to... <laughs> someone was trying oh, to delicious. make... delicious. Uh, it um... was the best way to watch E.T. Um, uh, I... I oh, sorry, is it, is it Is it edible? Is it food? It, it is. It is ed- it's edible, according to all reports I saw. Oh. Mm. It was intended to be edible and it was eaten. Uh, yes. Is it a sandwich? Um, Just a simple sandwich. It's not a sandwich. I can tell you, I've got a PR, I've got a press image here that might give you a clue. Mm-hmm. If I can does, describe it. Does it, it include to you. flour? 
does flour include ingredient. flour, yes. Okay, so I think, yeah, we're all right. What the... weighs three tons? It could be a Yorkshire pudding. Some of my Yorkshire puddings have weighed about three tons. In Lancashire? <laughs> no, no. Oh. well, Greater Manchester, wrong yeah, side of sorry. the Pennines. Wrong so side the... of the the man in this PR image is wearing a construction suit and he's holding a giant plastic lemon that he is... Pancake! It's a pancake, yes. Well oh, done, wow. Jenny. It's in Rochdale. The Rochdale, Rochdale pancake. famous for its pancakes. <laughs> I was trying to think of cultural associations, as was Lucy with the Eccles cake and pancake. It well, does sound like they're mildly disgraced by it. 40,000 people went to see it uh, be be made and it was a 50-foot pan uh, and then they all had to wait for hours because it needed time to cook. Um, and then it was cut into 15,000 portions and sold off. But according to Rochdale residents who remember the event, it wasn't edible and most of it ended up on the road. <laughs> you stick it in the freezer and sell it on eBay later on, wouldn't you? That'd well, be, that would be if what only do. Rochdale residents had the foresight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd buy, I'd buy it. Well, I'm glad that you foxed us there in the end, Alex, because yeah. uh, that was such a brilliant quiz, and we thank you so much for that brilliant quizzing. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed, Alex. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Hooray. Yeah. Well, that was a brilliant episode, Jen. Lovely Tom Price and the wonderful Alex McMillan. Thank you very much to them. It was it was very boy heavy that it was it, it was what I would term a sausage fest. It was a sausage so fest. So I I think we should go from from one tremendous comedian male mm-hmm. open brackets male close brackets yeah. to a tremendous female comedian next week in the form of Wales's yeah. very own genuinely well Pritchard very well Henry <laughs> Pritchard McLean will be joining us Woo-hoo. to talk hopefully about her time on Pointless. Fantastic. Well, I am looking forward to that enormously. And uh, thank you so much to all our guests this week, to our gorgeous producer, Amanda, and to you, the listeners. See you next time on Fingers on Buzzers. Bye. Bye. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.